Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes, and I have a fantastic episode for you guys. Honestly, this was my favorite episode I've ever done. It was just so freaking cool. I have Jacqueline Jacobson on the podcast today, and she is a tarot reader, a medium, and it was just so cool. And guess what, guys? I got my first ever tarot reading on this episode. And it was so freaking accurate. I'll let you guys hear for yourself. I don't want to blow anything, but it was absolutely amazing. I had so much fun with Jacqueline. So I know you guys are going to absolutely fucking love this episode. So without further ado, here's Jacqueline Jacobson right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking, find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking, fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes, and today my guest is Jacqueline Jacobson. How are you? I am great, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I, I'm glad we finally made this happen. I know I've screwed up twice on this, so this is our third attempt. So I, I highly apologize for that, first and foremost. It's totally fine. Things happen. Life throws you curveballs. You got to deal with it as they come, right? Yeah, I guess that is true. I just hate letting people down, and I don't want to seem like that kind of person. But <laughs> um, So where in the world are you calling from? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I want to just hit this right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I came across one of your lives on TikTok uh-huh. and you were doing the tarot readings and how, how did you get into that? <laughs> so it's, it's a really interesting story because, um, my background is actually in health and wellness. Um, I have my master's degree in nutrition and dietetics with a concentration in education. So I actually started out my um, adult work life in a very conventional way. Um, but I've always felt a calling toward exploring spirituality and exploring areas of spirituality that would be considered unorthodox or taboo. Um, I was raised Roman Catholic growing up. And I identified with some of the concepts within the religion I was brought up in. However, I wasn't finding the fulfillment and the security that I was looking for in my faith at the time. And as I was going throughout my life, I've been through quite a bit in my 34 years on this planet. Um, And I just wasn't feeling that connection with my higher power. So I started exploring uh, different areas. Like I think I started with crystals, um, which is typically where a lot of people start. Um, Working with that type of energy, setting intentions. Um, I started journaling a lot. Meditation came shortly after that. And then I bought my first deck of oracle cards, which is usually like the precursor to people getting into tarot because oracle cards have specific guidebooks and different meanings. There's no set standard with Oracle where there is with tarot. 
And um, I remember hiding that Oracle deck because my mom is very, very religious. And if she found it, she probably would have freaked out and thought I was like a Satan worshiper or something like that, which I am not. <laughs> um, but it was a very slow progression just because of everything that I've been through in my life. And just to kind of give you a Reader's Digest version, um, I experienced child abuse growing up. My mom is uh, was very abusive physically and emotionally. <clears throat> and we still have a tether, like a tethered relationship now. Um, I was diagnosed with anorexia when I was 12 years old. Um, so uh, going through that was a pretty arduous experience. Um, having a life or death experience going through that as well. I was paralyzed at the age of 20 due to an autoimmune disease. I've been in multiple domestically violent relationships. Um, so I've, I've been through a lot and I find that whenever someone or goes through something difficult in life, more often than not, they look to a higher power to understand the why. Like, why is this happening to me? Where now I'll never say to me, I'll always say, what, why is this happening for me, right? Because every experience is a growth opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. um, so throughout my life experience and my openness to exploring other avenues of faith and fulfillment, that's really what got me to where I am now, where I've expanded so much and now I read tarot and I'm a Reiki master and an integrative nutritionist and now an authenticity coach. So there's there's so much going on there, but that's like the short version of how I got to reading tarot. <laughs> okay. And like yourself, I also grew up um, a Catholic mm -hmm. and as I got older, I really... So as a child, I should start off, I hated going to church. Like mm -hmm. I, it was just so, I mean, I was a kid. I was so bored out of my mind. Mm -hmm. So as I got older, it stuck with me as well. And um, I ended up uh, decided going to go uh, non-denominational, but I completely understand where you're coming from and, and all the other stuff that happened. I had no idea that, that, uh, you had gone through all that stuff. So I'm very sympathetic for, for everything you've gone through. And, uh, I'm so glad that you've come out so much stronger. And with the tarot readings, how do you learn to do something like that? Like, is there some sort of like course that you could take or is it something that you build on your own or how does that work? Yeah. So, um, more often than not, I find that individuals buy their first tarot deck before they even sign up for a course because they like to just mess around with the cards, try to learn the meanings on their own. And each tarot deck will have its own like individual guidebook to give you like the very generic meanings. Um, but the way that I did it, I actually did it that way. I bought my first tarot deck. I tried to self teach, right? So I tried to learn it on my own and I was so confused. Um, and I wanted to understand the intricacies behind the cards. But one of the first things I did, I actually started watching other readers. Um, because when you watch a seasoned reader, it really helps you tell the story from the cards, which is what you're really trying to do because you want the full, the full well-rounded message, um, rather than kind of 
you know, cherry picking meanings from each of the individual cards that are very textbook and then putting a cohesive message together because that just makes it a little more complicated. And then you're not really following your intuition, which is the whole premise of a reading, right? The reading coming from your intuition and the guidance that's coming through. Um, so I actually started watching other readers that I respected and that resonated with me. And then eventually I took, I think two or three online courses that I paid for just to learn um, the textbook meanings um, and the astrology and numerology um, synchronicities as well. So I had a very um, comprehensive understanding of the tarot and all the different aspects of spirituality that go into it because it's not just the tarot um, textbook meanings it's also the numerology interpretations the astrology associations you can also tie it into the chakras so it really all ties in but that's how i kind of got started okay yeah and then also what you said earlier about you hiding your deck because you were afraid your mom would would think you're some sort of satanist or something yeah <laughs> And it, it's it's the same for me. Like, I was always brought up like thinking that was was like some way connected with the devil, Ouija mm -hmm. boards, things like that. And um, I completely agree with you. I don't I don't think it is whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But do you ever fondle with uh, the Ouija board or any other sort of spiritual activities? So I do. I've never used a Ouija board. Um, and I, I honestly, it's the intentionality behind the use of the tool. It's not the tool itself that's good, bad, positive, negative, right? The tool itself doesn't have the, the power, right? You're the power right. source. So if your intention is, you know, all haphazard, like let's talk about a Ouija board because kids mess around with Ouija boards all the time, right? So... If you're, you know, just going in there and saying, hey, whoever wants to have a conversation, come in, you don't know what the heck you're inviting in. Like, it could be Aunt Sally or it could be, you know, some lower level negative entity or energy, right? So it's all about the intentionality and being very specific um, and establishing um, protective boundaries. So saying like a, um, a prayer or a statement where you're asking for protection from your higher power. Um, but I've never used a Ouija board, like I said, but tarot is a form of divination. I mean, I'm opening up the door to receive messages, you know, through the cards. However, I always set the boundary and the standard that, you know, my higher power protect me. And I only accept messages that are love and light and healing and for my highest and best and the highest and best of anyone that I'm reading for bringing harm to none, which just means bringing harm to nobody um, through like the interaction with what I'm reading through the cards. So as long as you your intention is positive and you're asking for protection from your higher power then there shouldn't be any problem whether you're using a ouija board cards a pendulum the like i said the tool isn't the isn't the uh the power source you are right and it makes me curious have you ever because you do these tarot readings on your uh, TikTok, have mm -hmm. you ever felt any sort of negative energy i know you ask for protection with the higher power but uh -huh. have have you ever felt that negative energy trying to break through that that protection um break through the protection no 
Um, have I ever felt a negative energy while I'm on TikTok when I'm reading another person? Yes. Um, mm. Because you, um, I'm sure you saw on my live, like I'll have anywhere between like 500 to 1,000 people on a live session. So there's a lot of different energies going on, right? And you don't know who of like those hundreds of people have negative attachments just on their own personal journey, right? Right. So if let's say someone books like a one question reading on the live and they have a negative attachment, will I pick up on that attachment? More often than not, yes. Um, will I tell them about it, the individual? Yes, because they should be aware of it. But have I ever felt something impeding on my boundaries? No, definitely not. Okay, interesting. And do you do this full time? I do it full time, yeah. Wow. Okay. And what made you decide that you wanted to take it to social media? <sighs> Honestly, in business, just in general, whether you're a tarot reader, Reiki, you make candles, uh, whatever type of business it is, it doesn't really matter the niche. Social media is, to me in my own personal opinion, the most powerful tool you can use to build your business. Um, the amount of people that you have access to in one given space all through your phone, which we have with us all the time, um, it's such a, like an untapped resource. And I actually, earlier in my business where when I was just doing nutrition consulting, um, like way back in 2016, 2017, um, I actually had invested quite a bit of money in a in working with an outside marketing company to help me with my social media presence and stuff like that, um, doing Facebook ads and whatever else. And I got zero ROI, which means zero dollars back on my on my investment. Um, and I spent a lot. Uh, and I decided just to strictly focus on the marketing route, not the marketing, the social media route, not using Facebook ads or anything like that. Just being my most authentic self, being consistent. Um, and that's how I grew my audience from there. But social media has been the best way um, and the most efficient and effective way for me to connect with people uh, from all walks of life. Yeah. And what has it done for your business on the outside of social media, has your business grown substantially due to social media? Oh my gosh, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I grew my business, I grew my business to a six-figure business probably in less than six months with social media. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the opportunity for business owners is phenomenal if you leverage social media properly yeah it's that's incredible mm -hmm. I, i've talked to so many people on tiktok that like you have just blown up their business by presenting in their videos what they do for a living mm -hmm. and and it's crazy because you see people that spend millions let's let's start even thousands of dollars on advertisements and it helps, you know, but let's be honest, if if I'm scrolling through TikTok and an ad comes up, 
I just scroll right past it, you mm -hmm. know. Even mm -hmm. on even on YouTube, I'll skip skip ads as soon as that five second countdown mm -hmm. uh, gets to zero. I'm skipping, you know. But yeah. with you interacting with your audience and really showing them what your business is about, it takes it to a whole new level, and it's crazy because that is free, you know. Whereas you're paying all this money for all these advertisements. And it's, it's, I'm sure it helps in some aspects, but mm -hmm. in all reality, it doesn't give you not only, I think, the percentage of people more that will become interested in your product or business, mm -hmm. but also a chance for your audience to get to know who you really are. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I just think it's incredible. And I think what you were doing on your live is amazing. And it, and it brings up the question, do you feel a lot of people lashing back at you on a negative side for what you do or does your audience um really just stay positive about everything um i'll get a i'll get a troll here and there um mm -hmm. if that's even you know correct terminology to use now um <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get some people that try to, you know, splash a little negativity in my lives, um, or in the comments, uh, on my videos that I post, no matter the platform that it's being posted on. But 99% of my interaction with people in my lives, in my reels, my, my static videos and stuff like that is all positive, completely positive, because that's what I'm putting out. If I, yeah. if my intention wasn't positive and to deliver messages of healing and to simply guide people along their journey and give them support and reassurance, um, I definitely think I would have more negative interactions because you attract what your intention is. So right. I think because my intention truly is positive, I, that's why I really don't see a lot of negative backlash. And what about... Uh, the audience members that you do readings for, if their reading comes back with something that they aren't happy with, mm -hmm. do they ever try to come at you like, oh no, that there's no way that's true? Or, or do you ever feel like they have a negative uh, outcome with their attitudes because of the reading mm -hmm. towards you? So that has only, believe it or not, and I, I'm being 100% honest about this, that has only happened once. And wow. I've done, oh my gosh, <laughs> hundreds upon hundreds of readings on TikTok after all this time. And I, there's one person that I delivered a message and I don't remember what the message is off the top of my head. It, it was last year that this happened. And they took the time to send me an email to try and explain why they thought or why they disagreed with the reading um, and wanted me to do another reading for them. And this is like a one question reading. I mean, this is like something I do like very quickly on TikTok, right? Um, and I said, well, sometimes messages don't resonate in the moment. Give it some time to marinate and see how it goes. Um, didn't hear back from that person, but that was really the only time. Um, pretty much, and like, and I'm not putting, I'm trying not to put myself on a pedestal or anything, and I'm not doing that. It's not my intention. But majority of the time, 
people thank me for the tough love messages that I deliver to them. I mean, that's what I call my morning readings, tough love tarot, because it is. I Maybe it's because I'm from the East Coast and we are assertive in our communication. <laughs> like we're not afraid to say what we think. Um, so yeah. my messages are very direct and blunt. It's what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Um, and I think people appreciate that more than they're triggered by it um, because they're not getting that in their circle of family, friends, or people that they surround themselves with. So it's more of a, a breath of fresh air rather than something that is something they feel they need to like put down. How interesting would it have been though if you did do a separate reading for them and the outcome was exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like imagine where uh, that would have either one of two things. It would have taken them over the edge and just seriously got upset with you or gone the opposite way and made them think, okay, maybe I need to take a step back and really reanalyze what's going on here. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would have been very interesting, right? I mean, yeah. uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> Yeah, I just think that, so I'm very uneducated in in this field. I have never even had a reading done. Uh, so it's very interesting to me that you, when you get a reading, and then I, I would, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if they tell me something negative, I got to sit there and process it. If I don't believe in it, mm -hmm. then I'm never going to believe what you say, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have some sort of belief in, in what you are doing as a profession in order for it to fathom in my head and really resonate on what you're saying, right? Yeah, no, 100%. And I, I think that if an individual pays for a reading or goes to a reader and simply gets a reading and they call themselves a skeptic, they're not completely a skeptic because if you were a skeptic through and through, you wouldn't have any desire to get a reading or, or to work with a tarot reader or a psychic medium or whatever else, right? Um, and I also think it really depends on the person whether they perceive a message to be negative or to be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I work with my higher power, right? Um, and my spirit guides, which are like my team of divine beings who help me along my life. Um, mm -hmm. There are some hard truths that they present to me that I have, that I choose to work through, right? Um, and some people could perceive the guidance um, or the messages as being negative, or you could perceive it as, okay, this is really helpful advice. It gives me a better understanding of where I'm at and this is how I can move forward but you always have free will choice. Like just because you receive guidance or you receive a message through the cards or from any other source, it's completely up to you whether you take the universe up on that opportunity, right? So for me, I try to explain to people, especially if they're new to tarot and it's like their first or second time getting a reading and they're a little anxious, um, I try, I, I tell them not to have any expectation and to look at the reading as guidance. Don't look at it as positive or negative. Try to reframe your mindset on your perception of the messages coming through, 
right? Because what one person could perceive as negative, another person could perceive as positive. Like it, it's, it varies so much. Yeah. And I want you to kind of explain the higher power to me. I mean, uh, I guess I'm, I'm just a little confused on what that is. Yeah. Is it like, are you talking about like a, a God or like angels or, or what, what are you like? What is your perspective on that? Yeah. So um, I say higher power because it's a it's a general term um, because everyone calls their higher power something different. Right. So you could say God, you could say Yahweh, you could say Allah, you could say spirit, you could say universe. Um, it, it spans. Right. Like there's so many different um, names that that really just mean the same thing. So that's what I mean by higher power. So you and I having a Catholic background would say God. Um, and then people of other religions or other spiritual belief systems may say something completely different, but it all means the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I mean, I know there's several hundred religions out there. and yeah. But in the end, at least with my belief, in the end, it's only one being. It's only mm -hmm. one spiritual being. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Buddhism, uh, Catholicism, uh, you know, whatever it is. It, it, in the end, when when we leave our bodies, mm -hmm. it, it's all one. You know what I mean? There's not mm -hmm. like separate, like, okay, well, you believed in this, so you're going to this heaven and you're going yeah. to, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. it, that's just, that's just the way it is. So um, I have to wonder what... What changed your mind in the, your spiritual beliefs? And uh, I guess growing into the person you've become, what has really gotten you to this point and made you, made you realize that what you were seeing when you were younger isn't necessarily what you're believing now? What I was seeing when I was younger, is that what you said? Or seeing or feeling, you know, like what, um, I guess when it had to do with going to church and, mm -hmm. you know, going every Sunday and, and what they taught you in church, what made you, I guess, disconnect from that mm -hmm. and attach yourself to what you are evolved in today? Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> That's a really good question, and it's so multifaceted because it's not just one thing. Um, yeah, it's very in-depth. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, don't apologize. No, it's a great question. Um, so number one, um, I was born a medium. So mm. I was born being able to see spirit or those who have passed or crossed over, right? Um and also the ability to see things that are inhuman, okay? Some people would call them demons. Some people would call them low level, lower level entities or energies, negative energies, how, whatever terminology you want to use, right? Um, and that has, I have had that gift since I can remember. Um, I remember being three years old and having experiences, right? But being raised in the Catholic religion, you're taught that mediums are evil. Um, they're satanic, demonic. 
Um, so I was taught to hate an aspect of myself or to fear an aspect of myself from a very, very young age. Um, I also think um, a large premise in the religion that I was brought up in um, is focusing on earning your way into heaven <laughs> rather yeah. than enjoying your your life in the, in the human experience, right? Like we're constantly working, working, working to, to earn our way into heaven. Um, and to me, that just didn't make any sense, right? Um, you have the all merciful God and then you have to earn your way into heaven. So how is it all merciful if you have to still earn your way? So to me, there is like a dichotomy there that I didn't understand from a very young age. Um, but also a large part of my life and a big life lesson that I'm still working through at this point um, in time is learning to prioritize myself and my emotions, my self-care, loving who I am and setting boundaries around that rather than giving the entirety of myself to somebody else or to another group and foregoing my own internal stability, right? Um, and I, I am all for being of service. I am all for being there for the community, the collective, helping others, but not before I heal and help myself. And I think that it's a little backwards um, in a lot of religions um, and a lot of just societal beliefs as well. I don't think it's just religion, right? Um, so that's kind of like where it started. And it wasn't like one moment. It was a sequence of events that happened throughout my life. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I, I think that trying to find solace in my faith at the time when I was going through all these um, challenging experiences in my life, like the anorexia, the domestic violence, the paralysis, um, you know, uh, really unhealthy relationships as well, uh, not finding that solace and that comfort, you know, it just made me ask the question because I'm really inquisitive and curious um, and I love to learn. I was like, there has to be something better than this. There has to be something that helps me feel fulfilled. There, something that makes me feel like myself because I felt like I, I wasn't whole. Um, and when I accepted the fact that I didn't feel like myself entirely, I was on a mission to figure out what that missing piece was. And that's what led me to where I am now. Okay. Yeah. And actually I, you and I are very similar when it comes to that aspect, because I felt that same way. I felt mm -hmm. like the whole, um, trying to get into heaven was way more work than should really necessarily be because, mm -hmm. you know, he, you're told that the Lord is forgiving of all sins. And as long as you ask for forgiveness and show your forgiveness, then you, you make your way. But I think what they define as a sin and what won't get you into heaven is almost everything from walking on this earth. I mean, everything they consider a sin. I mean, I, if I spend money on 
something I want. I'm sinning because money's the root of all evil. But how am I supposed to not earn money and, and not live? Because you have mm-hmm. to pay your bills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I feel like, you know, they say drinking is a sin. But if you're socially drinking with friends, I, and I don't, I don't, I'm trying... I'm trying to word this properly because I don't want a lot of people, a lot of my listeners out there sending me an email saying, oh, I can't believe you would say this or you were incorrect. And, and I'm just telling you how I feel about it. And it, mm-hmm. it's very similar to, to your upbringing and, and how you feel about it. And it's just, I don't know. It just, it's, it sits at a different level for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, I think that, in my opinion, my spiritual beliefs, I think there is a higher power, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily feel like I have to go to a building just because they say and put on the building that it's a church, that I have to go there to speak to the higher power. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's the creator of heaven and earth, then... Anywhere on this earth, whether it's in my home mm-hmm. or down the street on a street corner, I could speak to that higher power wherever. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think my disconnect was with the, with Catholicism because I really felt like if I missed a, a week or two of church, I was looked at in a negative way like I am some unworthy person of that environment and Mm -hmm. and I really didn't like that feeling and I and as I got older I really realized that I just disagree with it altogether so I I completely understand where you're coming from now that was my little rant (laughs) (laughs) but with with you being a medium I really find that interesting so when I was I guess growing up and maybe had to do with with the religion aspect I didn't think that was possible for a person to have those capabilities. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older and the things I have seen myself has really made me turn the corner on that. And if you would, could you kind of explain, I guess what that feeling was the first time you, you saw these beings or these spirits and, and felt those energies was it scary? How old were you? Like, what, what was that all about? Yeah, so um, I couldn't tell you the first time I saw spirit because mm-hmm. I've seen them my entire life. Like, for me, as a child, seeing spirit was like seeing you right now. It was, it, there was no difference to me. So um, I can tell you the first um, memory I have of being told that I saw spirit. Um, I think I was three years old. Um, My mom's father uh, had passed away a year prior, my grandfather. And I walked over to my mom and I guess she was having a bad day. And I think I was maybe, yeah, like maybe three, three and a half. Um, And I said, uh, mom, Grampy said to to not be sad that he's okay. And she started bawling, like started crying hysterically. And I I didn't understand why she was crying because 
like it was normal to me because my grandfather to this day still visits me sometimes. Um, and uh, it just felt normal. Like it, it's funny because sometimes like I'll get random messages if I'm at like the grocery store. And <laughs> I'm like, this is like the most inopportune time for me to deliver a message. I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not like a, a, a TV medium where like, I'll just walk up to anybody in the, in, on the street or in the grocery store and be like, hey, like, you know, your grandmother has a message for you. <laughs> Are you willing to hear it? Um, because you, you need to ask permission first from the person if they're willing to receive the message. Like that's one of the top, like, I don't want to say rule, but premises of mediumship, right? You don't just walk up to someone and be like, hey, like this person has a message for you. Um, but that was the, I guess, the first somewhat memory I have. Um, but eventually, like I would say maybe around eight or nine years old, um, I started shutting off my gift because I became very fearful of it because of my religious upbringing and Catholicism. Um, and uh, I remember when that happened, there was a lot of um, acti paranormal activity going on in the house that I was living in that my parents still live in today um, because of that resistance and spirit trying to get my attention. <laughs> yeah. um, and eventually I shut it off um, in my late teens. And then I didn't step back into my mediumship until my late 20s um, when I really stepped into like this new or, and higher level of spirituality that I'm in now um, because of the fear factor. Um, and yeah, it, it can be a little intimidating and scary if you're not used to it um, or if you're if you have a fear based belief system, which is something that I had and you get so indoctrinated into that belief system that it is extremely difficult to work your way out of it. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty much out of it now. Like I, I can see spirit. Um, if I choose to, I prefer to see it in my mind's see spirit in my mind's eye rather than with my physical eyes. But I do have the ability to see them with my physical eyes if I want to. Yeah. And, and that was my next, I guess, curiosity was how are these messages delivered to you i think as a person without those capabilities and i could probably speak for a lot of the listeners mm -hmm. we see it as a, a we see it in a fictional aspect like the movie ghost you know what i mean like we that's how we think of it because we haven't experienced it ourselves so mm -hmm. when you d receive these messages are you physically seeing the the spirit itself or are they communicating in a more uh i guess uh unspoken transfer to to your eyes or ears yeah um so more often than not it's through um my clairvoyance my clairaudience so clairvoyance means clear seeing um, and that's what I'm talking about when I'm referencing my mind's eye. So I'll see pictures in my mind um, or clear audience, which just means clear hearing. I'll hear something, but in my mind, right? Um, sometimes I will hear actual um, audio or auditory messages, but for spirit to manifest, meaning to for me to be able to see them or to hear them audibly, that takes a lot of energy. 
Um, so more often than not, it's easier if the medium is attuned to their to the energy properly and you can raise your vibration high enough. Um, you can pick up on messages through your clairvoyance or clairaudience rather than seeing spirit just with your physical eyes or hearing them with your physical ears. So um, more often, like I said, it's more through the clairvoyance and clairaudience than anything else. Okay. But you have seen spirits in the past and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm curious... Do they come to you in full human type form or how do they look? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, it, it depends on how good they are at manifesting. <laughs> um, mm. And the reason I say that is because like, if someone like recently passed away, right? They're still, <laughs> this is the, the, the way that I, I'm hearing to describe it to you. Um, they're learning the ropes. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, because it's it's a new experience for them, right? Like having a physical body then not, right? You like we have a physical body, so we don't have to produce energy to manifest our body, right? Cuz we're just a physical form that you can see very easily. Um mm. so it does take time and you have to perfect that skill just like anything else, whether you're human or just spirit, right? Um so Sometimes um, it'll be a full figure, like I'll see a person that looks just like you or just like me, um, but I'll know that, hey, you just popped up in my house. Like I, I didn't hear the yeah. door open or close, like, all right, like, hi. Um, or uh, if they are just starting to learn or they don't have enough energy to manifest fully, sometimes um, the, like not the image, the person will look somewhat transparent um it, it's it's kind of interesting because it is very similar to what you'll see in a movie um but it's not as dramatic sure <laughs> um and sometimes like all you'll see is maybe a hand or a face it, it really depends on again how advanced their skill set is in manifesting um or how much energy they have at their disposal to manifest okay and, and that makes me wonder as well, so are the spirits that you're able to see, are they kind of stuck in the middle? Like, are, are they able to transport themselves from, you know, heaven and come to the earth? Or are they kind of stuck? I, I'm trying to remember the exact word, but they, they have always said there's a if you haven't earned your way into heaven yet, like there's a, a or if you have unfinished business you mean limbo? here on earth, what's that? Limbo. Yes. There we go. Limbo. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that kind of, is that the spirits that you talk to or are they able to somehow send messages from heaven? Yeah. So, or possibly hell. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a really good question. And <laughs> hell hell does not exist <laughs> at least from okay. my my experience in in talking to spirit and my higher power and from my own understanding and my own spiritual experience but i'll i'll describe that after i answer this question um so okay. what you're talking about are earthbound spirits versus those who have crossed so mm. those who have crossed they can communicate um 100 and I think we're we're taught that heaven is like this far off place that's like up here and earth is like way down here where it's actually like this. 
they're parallel to each other. And there's like a, we call it in the spiritual community, we call it the veil, right? Um, so can, uh, can spirit who have crossed over or gone home uh, deliver messages from that side? A hundred percent. More often than not, those are the, the spirits or the souls that I'm communicating with. Um, and then you have earthbound spirits who are souls that either don't know they're dead, um, choose to stay, um, or, well, this would be in the category of choosing to stay, choosing to stay because they're afraid of what's on the other side because of their belief systems that they were indoctrinated into in life, in physical life. So I can talk okay. to both. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, now I just, I, I literally just felt this huge weight off my shoulders when you said there's no hell. Yeah. Like, please, 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 I mean, we all have this vision, like that's the, the worst possible thing. And you, you see all of these uh, animated and, and, and fictional places mm -hmm. of, of, uh, or I'm sorry, fictional illustration, I should say, of what hell is supposed to be like. And I think that's a lot of people's biggest fear. Like, was I good enough or am I going to that place? Now you say there is no hell. Please explain that to me and how, how you came to realize this. Yeah. So, um, personally, I think hell was something drummed up to scare the crap out of people. Um, you know, fear mongering, but in the fourth century. <laughs> um, but what we think of it as hell in the spirit world is called a life review. So let's take like a person who, you know, maybe treated people badly, was just genuinely not a good person, um, you know, just had characteristics that were not positive, right? Mm -hmm. And they cross over, you know, they go home, right? Or to heaven, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, what we think of as hell is that soul having to watch their life and feel the pain that they, not physical, the emotional pain that they caused other people, as well as, you know, reviewing with their, you know, spirit team. So their guardian angels, um, archangels, spirit guides, whatever celestial beings they have on their, their divine team, right? And past loved ones will help you do this too. They'll take you through your life See, okay, these are the opportunities where you had um, opportunity for growth. These are the life lessons you signed up to learn as a soul in this human life. You learned these lessons. You chose not to learn these lessons. Um, but hell really is, again, feeling the pain that you've caused others. But it's not this fire and brimstone and you're going to feel everlasting pain for all eternity type stuff. Because for me, I don't understand, I wouldn't understand why God would create an immortal soul just to damn the immortal soul after one life lived. 
Yeah. So in me saying that, I believe in multiple lives. I believe in reincarnation, 100%. Okay. Um, just the logistics of that don't make any sense to me. And then mm -hmm. again, from my interaction and communication with spirit and my own experience and my spirituality, um, what we call hell is just having to feel the pain that we've caused others so we can learn from that and then move forward and continue to up level, continue to grow and develop as a soul, right? Because we are, we are spirit having a human experience. Like that's what it is, right? Our spirit, our soul continues on forever and ever. The body does not, right? Um, so that's why I said like hell doesn't exist because to me, like I don't like you I don't like using the word hell because it has such a negative connotation to it. And like you mentioned, there's all this imagery around it, like fire and brimstone and Satan and you know, pitchforks and blah, like you know, all this scary stuff. Yeah. Um however, then it it causes you to ask the question. Are you being a good person because you're just afraid of going to hell? Or are you, are you actually a good person? You know what I mean? Because yeah. if your intentions of being a good person are based out of fear of going to hell, then that's not really a pure intention, is it? Right. Right? Because fear is a very low vibrational emotion or energy. So th that's where that whole premise of, you know, hell and... and life review come from <laughs> for me. Okay. And I'm curious in your perspective, does a spirit, once they leave the body, do, do their emotional feelings heighten? And, and I asked this, okay. So I asked this because, so say, okay. So with the life review, say like the Jeffrey Dahmers who, who did really horrific things to other people and have no emotion towards it. Like it's just, eh, that's what I did. No harm, no foul. So when they have that life review after they've passed on mm -hmm. is, you know, how, I guess, how could they feel in your perspective that emotional pain that they put upon others if they have no real emotion as a, a person right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to like serial killers, um, and psychopaths, it, this is where the, the spiritual and the physical combine because in with psychopaths, they, their brain cannot create the and and I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist so I'm, I'm trying to explain this the best way that I can of course. um their brain does not have the capacity to create the neurotransmitters and hormones chemical messengers to create the feeling of emotion mm. however that does not mean that the soul does not feel that emotion right yeah. So once you don't have that physical inhibition anymore from the body and the soul leaves the body, you buckle up buttercup because you're going to feel the pain that you caused those people, right, in that life. So yeah, like Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, 
um, I'm sure like, you know, his life review is going to feel like hell because that's a lot of pain that was inflicted on other people. Um, and it's not just the people that were killed. It's the families and, you know, the domino effect, right? That ripple effect, all the people that you affected negatively and emotionally, right? Um, but that's the, that's probably the best way I can describe it. Um, because a lot of people separate the spirit from the body and the body is very much connected to the spirit. Like your physical health and spiritual health are synonymous. Like they mirror each other very, very much so. So if you're in poor physical health, you're in poor spiritual health as well. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's actually, that's a perfect answer. That's exactly what I was, I guess, asking for. Like that, that was a perfect answer. That, that Wow. It made me think a lot and yeah, that's crazy. It's really, it's really interesting. Now I have a favor to ask and you are more than welcome to tell me no, uh -huh. but I was curious if you could do a, a short reading for myself. I've never had it done and, and I'm really curious to see what, what comes about with that with me. Yeah. If not, that's okay. No, absolutely. Oh, please. I, I do this every day, Kevin. So oh, my totally gosh. Fun. I would love it. I would love it so much. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I always have my, my cards out because I'm working today. So that's totally Okay. Fine. Awesome. That is totally Thank fine. So um, I don't have a traditional tarot deck next to me. I actually have switched to my Hocus Pocus deck because we're in fall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, and Hocus Pocus 2 comes out on Friday. I know. Oh my gosh, how perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, so I usually don't say this out loud, but I will say it out loud. So I'll, I'll let your listeners hear like my protection statement that I say. Okay. Um, okay. Just so they have like a general idea if they're interested in reading cards or anything like that. So, uh, God's first universe, divine creator of all things, I humbly ask that you protect me, the space, and this reading from any and all negative energies, entities, anything that is not of your pure divine love and light, only allowing messages and energies of your pure divine love and light to enter. And I humbly ask to connect to Kevin's divine spirit team, only for his highest and best, and only through your divine love and light, and to deliver messages for his highest healing. Um, so, Kevin, what would you like to know? <laughs> or if you have a question. Uh Oh, okay. I think I just, uh, and it could be anything. It can be anything. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, I just nothing legal, sure. um, and nothing surrounding pregnancy. <laughs> sure. Okay. I guess really, I just want to know if I have delivered enough of myself to this world and I've I've done it in a positive way more than a negative. Okay. So your question is, have you... Am I yeah, am I, am I basically, am I doing really what I was meant to do on this earth? Are you on the right or path to pursuing your life purpose? Correct. That, that's perfect. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that was what was coming through from your guides. And they're like, oh, oh, Lord, here we go. Like, direct. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Um, all right. So is Kevin on the right path? Living his life purpose. I'm literally kind of shaking right now. I'm kind of nervous. 
Okay, don't be nervous. So you have the high priestess, okay? Clearly the imagery is gonna be a little bit different, all right? So we have the high priestess and then we have uh, the magician. Okay, um, and then I'm gonna pull one more card just to clarify. Now, those are two major arcana cards. Um, so what that means with regard to tarot, because we have the major and the minor. So major arcana represent your life lessons, soul themes, big life changes. And then the minor arcana are more like the minutiae, the day-to-day -day stuff. And you have two, you have three majors. Sorry, I this is a new deck, so it doesn't shuffle as nicely as my other decks, but that's okay. Okay, so um, the bottom of the deck is something I consider to be the foundation of the reading, okay? So um, you have the King of Lightning or the King of Swords in this deck. So the King of Swords would, to me, represent you because it's the only minor arcana, right? So the, um, the court cards, so the page, the knight, the queen, the king, they typically represent an individual or an individual that represents the characteristics of that suit, right? So the king of swords is someone who is very respected in their community, very honest, upholds integrity, has a very high moral values, very high ethics, um, really wants to deliver the truth of things um, without having any like emotional attachment to it, if that makes sense. Okay, mm -hmm. so to me, this representing you, if and if you look at the imagery um, on these cards, which I pay attention to a lot, you can see that the individual here is holding up the candle. So it's almost like you want to shine light, shine truth on topics that maybe are kind of shrouded or in darkness or a little gray, um, maybe topics that people don't understand. Um, so you can shed light and help people get a better understanding and see see it for what it is rather than, you know, people focusing on like the stereotypes and things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So with the high priestess, the magician and temperance, the temperance card, um, which represents Sagittarius, okay, um, is, is a confirmation that you're on the right path. Um, it's also saying that maybe finding um, finding a happy balance uh, between manifesting the manifesting the success you want, the pace you want things like maybe things don't happen exactly at the pace you want them to happen at, um, and that may cause you to call into question like, am I doing the right thing? Right. Like if you're not growing in your business fast enough or if things aren't getting done fast enough or on your timeline, it's like, oh, OK, like, am I on the right path or not? But you are with the temperance card. It's, it's confirming that. Um, and this also, I feel like you take your time. I don't know if that resonates for you or not, but I'm getting like the sense that you're very diligent in what you do. Um, you take a lot of time and care and making sure that what you're delivering, what you put out is of very, very high quality. Um, and with the high priestess and the magician, are you following your life purpose with all three major arcanas? Yes. The high priestess to me signifies that you follow your intuition. You trust yourself. Um, the magician is saying you are 
manifesting. You are on the right track. You are on the path of your life purpose. Like you are doing it now, but there's so much more in store for you, right? Mm. Which is really, really beautiful. Um, so yes, you definitely are pursuing your life purpose. And what you're saying is doing it in the right way. You've got high level of integrity here. Lots of um, really strong morals, a strong ethical foundation. You, you trust your intuition. You try to see the light and dark of things and be very objective as well. And use your resources to deliver a message that is easily consumable, if that makes sense, or digestible, right? So like mm -hmm. doing an interview with me, for example, these are topics that are very taboo. They're topics that people are afraid to ask about. But in this energy and feeling your energy, you're probably going to make it very easily digestible and easy for people to watch. And rather than, because I feel like this is one of your goals too, rather than people like attacking your content or the subject matter of your interviews, I feel like your viewers are more curious, introspective, and that's one of your goals. Like mm -hmm. I want my, my viewers to ask questions. I want them to get curious. I, I want them to feel like they can expand and explore and try to understand things at a deeper level rather than just looking at the surface and judging it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I also feel like, um, I don't know if judgment is a theme for you in your life, being judged by others or fear of judgment. And that's why you took this path which is a really positive spin on something that was traumatic for you. Okay. Because you're trying to dispel judgment through what you're doing, but in a creative yeah. way, which is your life purpose, right? It's when someone is trying to figure out their life purpose, I always tell them that it is directly tied to what you were brought into this life to heal. And I'm not saying judgment is like, the one thing you're healing. There's probably other things that you're healing as well, but that's what's coming forth very clearly right now. Um, you want to help people be more understanding, be more open-minded. Yes. But that's what I've got. Wow. I, okay. I want to give my, my feedback to the listeners. First off, I literally had chills. <laughs> Good. No, no, I'm not even kidding. And, have you listened to my past interviews at all? No, I didn't. I, I don't okay. like to do that, especially when I do interviews like this, because I have been asked to do readings before and I like to go in cold. So when you said that I want to produce quality and I take my time. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have stated this in one or two episodes in the past, but it took me a year to start this podcast mm -hmm. because I wanted to ensure that I had the best possible equipment so that I sounded professional and I sounded and I delivered a, a quality sounding product. Mm -hmm. So it didn't, it didn't push people away mm -hmm. and it's same with my video and it's, uh, yeah. When you said that, Holy cow, that, that was, that was incredible. Yeah. It, everything you stated really pertains to me in some which way or form and wow yeah that was really 
uplifting for me. And it was really, that was a feeling I haven't honestly experienced. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you That's are amazing. so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Um, so, uh, and there's a reason why I'm asking this because I get asked this a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Can you describe that feeling that you just mentioned that you've never felt before? Because a lot of people don't know what to expect when they get a reading. And when they yeah. get confirmation, they always want to know, like, what does it feel like? Like, what is that sensation or that emotion? So could would you mind describing that? Sure. Yeah. At first, it started with nerves because you always have, I guess, with me, I had that fear of something negative being told to me. Mm -hmm. um, but then as you read, like I said, like I could literally feel the goosebumps and, and it was more of like a, a connective emotion. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like, even though this is the first time we met, I felt like you and I had this lifelong connection of you knowing completely who I am and, mm -hmm. and and I could tell the listeners right now, this is other than emails, this is the very first time we've ever seen or spoke to each other, mm -hmm. it, it, like face to face, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it moved from that feeling to excitement because I felt a relief knowing that what I am doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and it truly made me feel like, uh, and I said this earlier, but like with the health thing, but like it took that weight off my shoulders because I think at least for me, and I think a lot of people would agree, you feel this constant pressure to do the right thing and, and feel that, I guess, acceptance into this world. And that was another thing that you stated with the fear of, um, uh, how did you word it? I'm sorry. Judgment. It was the, f the fear of judgment. And that is something that I, I have in the past feared. Um, I had a lot of, I guess, people that I have grown up with, and not necessarily my close friends, but just people in my class or people who have known me in the past have have had negative things to say about when I decided to pursue a podcast and whether it was because there's so many podcasts out there, or maybe they didn't see that being something for me, mm -hmm. but have recently given me their approval of what I have put out. And, and it made me, I, at first it was a fear of judgment, but then it turned into a, a real exciting I guess, testament to show that I can do anything no matter what anybody says mm -hmm. about me in a, in either negative or, or positive way. Mm -hmm. Wow. It, Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. That, and it's confirmation for me too, because Hey, like just because I've been doing this for a long time, doesn't mean I don't doubt myself sometimes. Um, but it's so nice to have that description because some people don't know what to expect and they're, you know, they're afraid like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to feel in a reading? Um, so yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I felt like we were like soulmate twins. It's, it's a really, honestly, like I, I don't think I've ever 
people that I know and I have known my entire life, I don't feel like they know me to the point where you just stated like it, it, that was crazy. Well, wow. absolutely. Yeah. Am- so it's amazing. called soul family. That's what we like to call it in the spiritual community. Um, when you find people who resonate or who you feel align with your energy, mm. that's what you're feeling right now. So okay. you don't need to be oh. blood related. You, it doesn't matter how long you've known someone or how short you've known someone. It, if your souls connect, if your energy connects, then that you're going to get that feeling that you have now. Yeah. And I have yep. to say, you before we went live, you asked me the question, why me? Uh-huh. And, and now I think I can confirm why I came to you and asked you to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And... I told you that I found you interesting. I found what you do to be very interesting. And I, I mean, I, I mean, I will say this out loud. This is my favorite episode I've ever done. Oh my gosh. This stop, is, Kevin. Thank it, you. It truly, I have never been, and, and no, and this is no offense to any of my other guests because I have loved every single guest that I've had on the show, but the excitement and the, I guess, willingness to hear what you have to say about what you do has just been so powering and, and it has just, I don't know, I, I, it's really hard to explain, but this has just been an amazing adventure for me. And I am so excited and, and so happy that, that we made this happen because you literally have just, I don't know, like my day is completely different than I, than I foresee in it. It coming. Good. I'm so glad that that's always yes. my goal. If I can, if I can uh, share a little positivity and a little upliftment, you know, that, that makes my day, honestly. Yes. Well, Jacqueline, I, I appreciate you so much coming on the show. This has been more than amazing. And I, I really hope to, continue speaking with you because now I feel like we have this this connection that has generated into a a, a really good friendship and and I hope we can continue and uh, I will definitely send you my information once we get off because I would I would love to stay in contact with you and see how you're doing and uh, continue having talks with you yeah I would love that Kevin absolutely I'm more than happy to stay connected um and thank you so much for having me. I, I'm so grateful to be able to share my story and have this space with you. Thank you so much for making the space for me. Um, and uh, I'm just grateful to everyone who is watching. Um, and I hope that you know I was able to support your healing journey, even if even in the smallest of ways. Yes, and typically I have a lightning round that I like to do with all my guests. We've, okay. we've gone over and I've taken way too much of your time, but I do want to at least ask you one question that I ask all my guests, if that's uh, okay. Yeah. Now, do you have a favorite TikTok creator? Oh, <sighs> that's a really good question. Yes. Okay. So... The, um, her profile name is, 
a feisty butterfly. Mm. Um, her name, which she does publicize, um, her name is Angie, and her husband Phil does all her filming and stuff behind the scenes, especially when she does her lives. Um, she is a, a very experienced tarot reader, um, probably the top reader that I respect the most and that I get readings from on occasion um, when I don't, when I can't read myself for some reason. Um, but she has taught me so much. She's attended my lives. She's given me feedback on my readings. I watch her lives just so I can learn and see how she interprets the cards and understand her connection to spirit. Um, and she is just, she has such a big heart. She's so welcoming. Um, and, uh, it's just always an amazing experience interacting with her energy and the way that you described how you felt regarding the reading from me, that's very similar to how I feel when I sit and watch her read. Um, but a feisty butterfly, her name is Angie. She is, she is my favorite creator. Um, she doesn't do anything fancy, um, but the messages are beautiful. They connect, they resonate, they're meaningful. And honestly, I think that those are the most important foundations of any content creator. Wow. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And I'm definitely going to check her out. If she can make you feel like that, I'm pretty sure with the connection I have with you now, I will feel the same. So yeah. I am really excited to uh, check that out. So once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being patient with me and allowing this to still happen. Because like I said, this has been such a treat and such an adventure. And I cannot, I cannot express to you how important this episode is to me oh it's my absolute pleasure kevin and like i said i'm just so grateful to be able to support your healing journey well amazing well i, I hope you have a fantastic day and i cannot wait to talk to you again and uh if there's anything you need at all just reach out to me i will 100 percent. thank you so much well thank you you have a great day you too all right, bye. Tick tocking, a tick tocking, tick tocking with Kevin Hughes. What a freaking treat that was. God, what a great episode. It was so much fun talking to her, and it was just really cool learning about everything about that business. I mean, I, I never thought I would be so intrigued about something, and it was just amazing. I, I loved it. It was such a fun episode. But you know, as always, I will have another fantastic guest next week right here on TikToking. So, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now. <laughs>